All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Can You Teach Me That? My name is Martin Clausen. And I'm Neil Drought. And today we have the pleasure of having Casper Knudsen with us. And Casper is actually a guy I've been working with for quite a while at this stage. Casper does network or does marketing rather, um, general kind of online business. But I know you've been many places, you've done many things. So I'll say just to give a general overview and then I'll let you take the, the floor. But he does anything online businesses so if you're building out an online store casper will be one of the guys that i would always engage with whether that would be on shopify or any of the other platforms we have uh, outside of that he also does seminars he speaks at uh, many different occasions i know you speak uh, spoken for google and shopify also where we got to know each other um yes. but without further ado here can you just briefly casper say if there's anything here you feel like i missed or something that you really want to highlight and then i have a, a fun follow-up question for you so i'll throw the mic your way and then i'll take it right back all right all right thank you for the introduction all right so yeah i'm casper uh, I'm, i work with online marketing and uh, i think that marketing uh, really much uh, was was, was quite well what i'm what i'm doing yeah Good. So, you know what, before we get started, I want to get to know a little bit about your personality and have an idea for the audience listening of why you answer the way you do. So uh, this one is not rehearsed. You don't know this question coming your way now, but uh, you're on a desert island and you got three things you can bring with it or bring with you rather. What are they? Is, is it things or is it persons? Say it again. Is it things or is it persons? That, so I'd say uh, objects, it's things. Objects, objects. Okay, I will bring, um, of course, if I will bring a phone, I would say that I, uh, I would need data and, and like Wi-Fi. So my phone would be one of it. Um, and the other thing might be my, my computer, my MacBook. And I think that this third thing should just be um, one, one set of clothing. So I can just pretty much just have my fucking phone and my, my computer. <laughs> just have some clothes on so I don't run out naked. So you would actually continue working on this? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Or, or I mean, just fucking live on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Fair enough. All right, Casper, before we kind of dive into a bit more of like the businessy things and letting people know that, that what you can help with and what you do, I want to know a little bit about your hobbies and kind of your passions. And then I, you kind of already told me there what they are, but if we are to say that it's not business related, what do you like spending your time doing? All right, all right. So a couple of years ago, I played football as a, at a quite soccer at a quite high level. Um, and besides that, I also enjoy going to the gym. And of course, I enjoy as enjoy as everybody else as I enjoy having time, spending time with my family and friends. Of course, that is usually a normal thing. So I think that it's soccer, and I think it's gym, and I think it's friends and family. Yeah. All right. So um, let's just dive into it here. I want to know. So I know you do many different things, right? I know you've consulted. Uh, you do you do uh, seminars and you go speak and whatnot. Of these things, what is actually the thing that you enjoy doing the most nowadays? And also maybe give us a little bit of background about how you got into this whole uh, online marketing. Like, how did you start? Okay, all right. First of all, I started because I, I, I was a really young guy, a 14-year-old, and then I played football at this high level. I got injured and then I was like, I wanted to try something. And then in a, in a period of three years, I started four web shops doing more than six figures. Uh, so that was quite nice in a young age. And I sold them all. And today I do both consulting and also do seminars, workshops, stuff like that. And I think that I can't say what I enjoy the most, but I think for sure that uh, a new thing which has come 
inside 2019 is this coaching seminar thing. Um, I've been doing seminars before, but but in this year it's, it's getting much more. So I think actually I think it's also because it's new, but I enjoy seminars and I enjoy, enjoy coaching a lot. And then uh, I like to do marketing for for clients that I like, and also in uh, to to kind of run off. I mean. Um, yeah, on my website, I actually, I actually say that uh, I don't onboard, I don't take on any more clients because then I think that I will get get the best client because then the the clients who really want me, they will find a way to contact me and then they will ask me. Uh, I had this weekend, last weekend, I had uh, had a company who uh, who contacted me and. Uh, she or they told me that they wanted me to 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 do their marketing, and I said that. But they they could see that I was close to clients. But they was asking if there was any possibilities that I could open up for my client. And then I was like, um, it depends because I have close for clients. But if you can challenge me, and if it's a nice case, then I would like to fucking go. So I mean. I really enjoyed your seminars and coaching, but I also like to do the really the online marketing for clients I like. That's really important for me. So I need to 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 go could have the possibility to go and bring a beer with my client. I don't want to have any any clients who are like uh, calling me every day and they are they are angry and uh, I only want happy clients and uh, and open minded clients. Yeah. Nice. All right, I'm gonna go way back to what you said because there's a big gap here. So yeah. you go from playing football, uh, soccer, and then you get injured. How did you start knowing about the fact that you could even start an online business? Like, what was what were the steps there? Who taught you about it? Uh, and then I'll have some follow-up questions to that to really go back, because I think that's really interesting of how, how did that happen? Okay, okay, thank you. All right, so I think that the way that I found out how I can earn money online was that I did that thing that everybody does. I go to Google, and then I write in, like, how do I earn money? And this is you at 14 to stop playing football. You didn't have parents or anything saying like, hey, Casper, you need to like, this is just you sitting at home thinking like. Exactly. exactly. I mean, uh, my parents have always just been really, really um, supported me for everything that I've been doing. And that is also why today I want to give them back because they have really done a good job for me. So they've always supported me. They've never said that they wanted me to be an entrepreneur, but I've always, my biggest goal have always been to make my parents, my mom and my dad, make them proud. I, I can relate to that. I'm sure Neil can as well. Uh, so what? how did you decide from the very first store? Was the first store a success or did you kind of stumble and bumble your way through the first few months before you actually started picking up or how did it all begin? The first shop I'm, I used between one and two months. I created it, I made the supplier deals, I made everything, but I didn't want to, to invest in anything. So I sold the shop for $200 to a friend and he got massive success. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, and then I made the second one, which was successful. And then I made the third, fourth and fifth and they were all successful, yeah. Okay. And so, I'm trying to get to kind of the point of like, so in the essence of this being, can you teach me that? So imagine somebody knows nothing about this, right? Like it might be somebody listening right now who may be playing football, who might just have gotten injured. 
where would you say, like, where did you start back then? Did you start going on YouTube and going, like you said, you searched how to, how to make money online, but you didn't spend a lot of like weeks researching, learning things or kind of what was your process before stepping in? I um, when when all my friends were out playing football, I was at my room uh, and because I've been so much injured, I was not, I was really unhappy. So I was like, yeah, in my room reading on uh, forums. So, but, but that is like six, seven years ago. I think today I would rather buy uh, some subscription for a kind of mentors. Like, you know, I, I don't even know that uh, that service called Mentorbox, but that is a super, super, super nice service where you pay a small amount of dollars. I think it's only $7 a month. And then you have access to, to all the authors of, of really uh, best-selling books. And that way you can learn a lot that you couldn't do for seven years ago. But I think today I would have done that or YouTube. And um, so you started out the first door and your friend buys it and you get motivated, inspired by his success almost. And you probably yeah. felt like you jumped the gun. How did you go about like finding, I presume it was products you were selling in the store. It wasn't services, right? What yeah. Was, how did you kind of come about? What was your idea process for somebody if they're trying to figure out, but I don't even have a product. I don't know what to, to, to buy or sell. Like, how did you come up with your ideas? I think that I was just... Um... I had an idea of what the market needs for. I've always got that idea that I wanted to sell to women or girls to, to between 13 and 21 because they are the, the easiest audience because they, they buy with, with their hands in, in front of their eyes. So they don't mind the price if they like the product. Um, but I think I just had that feeling in my stomach, which, which was saying like, go for this product. And it was a small, um, the first store, which I sold to, to a friend of mine for $200 before starting. And I used two months on it. That was, um, it was called soft lips and it was just those small uh, lipsticks for, for, for girls. And yeah. yeah, he was, he went really successful with that. And what was the marketing, if you don't mind me asking back then? Like, how does your first ad, like, how do you, because this is a product I know for a fact, or I can't judge, but I don't presume you were using it just to test it out. <laughs> no, so how did you kind of go about figuring out, like, even creating an ad and all this? Did you study that beforehand, or did you just try things? I just tried, I just tried, because, I mean, I would really love to go back in the days, because six, seven years ago, you could start it, you could do a Facebook post and then you can boost it and then you would get a return on ad spend on like 35. That was, that is impossible today. No. Okay. So if somebody again were to start this now, like what would you advise them to do? Let's say for ads, for example, because I know this, I, and I know this was for a fact for when you and I were together that you had hands on, you're very good at like even creating the visuals and all that. And I know it took you years probably to really understand now, you know, this is what I need to do. But how many times did you fail doing these kind of things before you had like your first successful ad perhaps in your eyes? Um, I would love to say that I fail a lot because, but I think that I was quite lucky that the first one read super successful. So, um, but today if I was starting a, a new web shop, for sure that I would go, if there was a market, if there was a, a, a demand for, for the product, then I would uh, go for, for Google ads. And then when I had a business, uh, having a positive return on ad spend, then I would go for Facebook and Instagram ads. But if I if I was to introduce a new product to the market, then I would go for only Facebook and Instagram and combine it with influence marketing. Okay. Uh, Neil, I know you, you're working with Google ads right now and Casper didn't mention those guys. Is yeah. that, yeah. 
is yeah. that a is, is there a reason behind you not doing Google Casper? Is that just like a preference that you've specialized in Instagram, Facebook? I mean, I do Google for the clients who, who ask me that I can do the full package, but I don't do, I don't do Google for anybody who, who asks me to only do Google because I don't like it. Uh, I think myself, I'm good at it, but but uh, and I'm, I can call my an expert on it because I think that if you go to Facebook, Instagram, it's pretty much the same. It's a matter of CPC and CPM. It's a matter of bidding strategy and stuff like that. But um, I don't enjoy it that much. I enjoy Facebook, Instagram, but I don't enjoy Google that much. And, and then that way I only do it if a client wants a full package. Okay. And so when you say you don't enjoy it, what does that mean essentially? Is it not as like, yeah, what is that? I just mean think that Google ads is a matter of its only numbers. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker and I love Excel. I love Google Sheets. I can, I can make fucking five Google Sheets a day for, for new budgets and stuff. I love that. But, but but the thing I love, I think, about Facebook and Instagram is that you have to do a creative. And for this creative, you can play it up with audience and ages and gender and, and yeah, customer files and stuff like that. And that, I think, is super nice that you can combine those things. And you can also combine it with influence marketing. You can't do influence marketing combining with Google Ads, but you can do influence marketing by the, the rights to the marketing with the influence. And then you can do... Facebook and Instagram ads with that influence. And that is super effective and that I like very, very, very much. And do you have like audience insights at this stage? Again, I'm trying to figure out to like go back in time because I know you're very knowledgeable now and it's taken you like many years to get to there. And you, as you said, you're lucky as well. So as far as like, if you were to, if I am to play the game today that you got zero budgets, like you got no budget, you're back to your $200 and you're trying to help somebody start up. Let's say, so here's the perfect example, right? Without you giving all your secrets away. So we actually haven't started rolling out like an Instagram account for, for this podcast yet. We have many things, Facebook and all that, but Instagram is not something that we really focus on yet. How would you like advise somebody who's starting up on Instagram in 2019 and they have zero in budget? Is that even possible? Or, or what do you see that a bare minimum needs to be? All right, all right. I think that starting with all, almost zero dollars, of course, you have to start with just a small amount, but I think starting with a small amount. What would uh, that be then? If you like just for gauge, even like between what you need at least a thousand dollars? I think if you start today and you have and you want and you can do your webshop yourself, I think that for the marketing, I think if you spend a thousand dollars and you can't get a positive, positive ROAS, return on ad spend, then you should stop. And I think that the first channels I would walk with is if there was supply, again, Google Ads, if there was no supply and I had to create the supply with my demand, um, then I would go with micro-influencers and then I would supply it with the Instagram and Facebook ads, yeah. Um, but but oh, also regarding your, your Instagram account, I don't think that for, for a podcast like yours and now yours and, and now I'm challenging you, but I don't think that an Instagram account is so suitable. Um, I think that creating good content and ensuring it's good quality and stuff like that and people want to recommend that I think is super, super effective. Yeah. No, okay. So, okay. So let's say, so just take our example out of it, right? So what are some of the most common questions you hear that people are like struggling with as far as let's, we can keep it on Instagram for now. Like what are some of the most common mistakes you see being made where you kind of, you're able to step in and help people on changing their perspective? You mean on Instagram organically or Instagram ads or both a Facebook and Instagram ads? 
Um, whichever you feel like is the most common one, like which one do you mostly handle where you just see like this happens over and over if you were to help people out now? And I know you have expertise, so I know you're getting new hands on and spending hours and hours will be way more beneficial. But what would be somebody trying to start out now that you would be like, pay attention to this year? Okay. I the most question I get is that, uh, do you onboard any more clients? Uh, but, but a question that, that people can, can uh, really... Uh, use something for is that uh, I can ask I think people ask me a lot on how to do ads and that's a hard question to ask that's a hard question to answer but I think that people should uh, they should again if they if there's if it's a really big question of the supply and demand so so regarding is if there's a supply or not go on YouTube and if there's supply see some basic tutorials on how to can I do the Google ads and see some basic tutorials and how can I do Facebook and Instagram, try it out. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's not that advanced if you if you want to try it with a small budget. And, uh, and then also reach out to people that you think is good. Um, I mean, sometimes uh, I get message, yeah, like daily I get message from people asking me um, some, some questions and it can be very different. But I really respect people uh, writing me a message with a such big message that I have to scroll. Um, I always answer them and then I just answer them with a voice message like, sorry, but I'm fucking busy, but I really like your message. Uh, and in your situation, I would recommend A, B, and C. Uh, I can really fast from a, if, if, I, if I got that scenario from a, from, a, from a Instagram account or a guy or a girl, saying I got this business selling um, posters, what should I do? Then it's super easy for me to say, okay, then I can think, is there a supplier, is there not a supplier? What would I go? And also, if the product is super visual, then I will go with only Instagram. If it's, uh, if it's more to the old audience and it's just a matter of functionality and need, then I will go with Facebook. So, so for, for, for fashion example, I would use 80% on, uh, on Instagram, 20% on Facebook, but for electronics or yeah, stuff like that, yeah. I would use 80% on Facebook and 20% on Instagram. So, and that makes perfect sense to me. Like, I, and we can go back to when we used to, to work together as well, right? Most of the questions that I would get, and I would just want to, I'm curious if it's the same for you. It was people coming in very, uh, and I, for lack of better words, they were very unprepared in their own business. And I would imagine like probably a lot of questions that they ask you for answers, but you probably fire a lot of questions back to them. Am I exactly. right? That I something? challenge them. I challenge them. I say, why, why, why? Yeah, exactly. And that's probably something that I feel like it's very important for people to listen to. Because a lot of us know that... Uh, a lot of people can start out an online business and you, I know from your industry as well that there's a lot of people that it's the barrier of entry is so low. Like it takes you less than like 50 Danish kroners or 30 euro or whatever it is to actually start up an online business and you can go, right? You can go on YouTube and you can see like, oh, I made X amount overnight. But now if somebody like you, like it's, it's, there's a lot of failure that comes along with it. Uh, and you got to ask yourself these kind of questions before reaching out to you. So when you answer them, do they, are they able to come back to you or do they take your advice or, or what's the kind of relationship after that when you answer? Will they keep trying to get something from you or can you point them in direction go like, watch this video? Or how do you then proceed after that when you say you're too busy? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's hard to answer because that um, people, uh, they always say thank you, but they never ever follow up. Uh, people are like, thank you. Tell me if someday you can uh, do me the ads. 
And that I think is super amateur. Uh, I can also draw a parallel to when people asking me for coffee. Then um, when people ask me for coffee, I'm like, uh, all right, you want to meet for coffee? I get uh, twice or I, I get two or three of those messages per day. Why should I go out with you? And then uh, half of the people, they write one sentence and half of the people, they don't answer. And then 10%, they write, write 10 or 20 sentences, why I should meet with them and how I can, I can, um, I can get something from them. And the people that, that can, uh, when I ask them those why question, can ask them, uh, can answer them in, in really, where I, can, where I can read that and I can hear that they've really been thinking about my question. I think that they are being successful. I think the ones that see the message and don't answer, and I think the ones who, who just say thank you, they will never ever get success because they, they, don't, uh, they don't think about what I'm saying to them. Uh, does it make sense? It does. Like, so let me throw back to you in that sense. So you're trying to get a meeting with uh, Bill Gates. How, what do you write to him to give you the best possible change you think from a cold kind of approach to him? What would you do to let people know if they actually were to get your interest? All right. All right. That's a good question. And I'm, I'm pretty sure what I would write. I would write something. Um, I would do some research, 50, 30 minutes, find out some recent things that he's been doing. Let's say that he's been here. That he offered to buy, I don't know, LinkedIn. And then I would write him a message like, you shouldn't buy LinkedIn because I've just been doing ads for LinkedIn and the platform is super, super bad. And then I would tell him why and how I, how, how I would, if he was to acquire LinkedIn, how I would um, re reintroduce the ads manager, for example. Because then he would be thinking like, okay, that guy is challenging me and that guy is really thinking above the normal level. Um, so yeah, I, I would never ever write Bill Gates a message like I'm Casfound 21. I've been doing four soups of the web shops and today I'm coaching big companies that he was, that, that he would be like, that's super, that he don't like. Mm. Uh, today I'm doing businesses with, um, I have a business in Sweden, in Stockholm with a guy, which was my biggest idol three years ago. And, um, I, 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 I introduced myself to him one year ago. Uh, because I was challenging him and then he was like that guy and then I'm, I was challenging the second time where I recorded a video of myself and I was like hello I'm Casper uh, I would recommend that you do this 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 because of this 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 then you can be much better you can double your rows and stuff like that and then he wrote back to me like okay that was amazing I've never received such video before so my answer to your question is like you have to to be very personal, you have to challenge people. It's always this why, why, why. I always tell people, why are you doing that? Why, why, why? Why is my favorite word. Yeah, um, yeah I, I really like the fact as well that you're adding value to them for, for free. Exactly. Um, as, a, as a way to contact. It's a brilliant idea. Um, yeah, and it's exactly it's, my my. I mean, my business is really built on um, trust and, 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 and yeah, truth stuff, true stuff, and that is also why my my website. I talked to a client today. He wanted a proposal, and he was like, "I couldn't see anything from your website." And then I was like, "You know, no, no. I had a much more professional website before. I ranked number one on Shopify webshop, but I got I got too many inquiries, so I closed down the website. And then I just made one with an image of me saying like." this is me and I don't have time for more clients uh, because then the people who will reach out to me 
I can help them and they they will really yeah like the fact that I that I help them with free content personally instead of I doing blog posts like this is how to do Facebook ads then people write to me on Instagram or LinkedIn or through mail how would you do this and then I then I give my point of view just in two minutes voice message and then we remember that because that is special and how did you come about this? I love this. I do this myself. We've, this is, you, you and I have spoken a lot about this in, in practice. So how did this happen though, Casper? Did you fail and make these messages to other people to find out why this is actually not working? Like, How did you adapt this style, this approach, this personal approach? I just think that I, I, got, I was tired of people uh, reaching out to me with just standard messages. Uh, I think it started when I when I was hiring people. Uh, people were sending me me uh, job applicants, which was f- super bad. And the first the first um, the first guy that I hired, uh, he made a video two minutes where he recorded himself, and I was like, and he was saying like, I don't know how to do marketing, but I fucking wanna do it. Um, and also the most recent guy that I just hired one, one and a half month ago, uh, that guy said the same, I can't figure out, but I would fucking go an extra mile for it. And today he said, it's today's Monday and, and Saturday night, he sent me a message like, okay, should we meet tomorrow morning at the office and just work whole day? And that guy is, he's not paid to work on Sundays. He wrote to me Saturday night, 10 p.m. Should we meet tomorrow, 8 a.m. at the office to work all day? And that is fucking amazing. And he, he, he sent me a message half year ago that if I ever wanted, he would be my intern and he would run, he would work his ass off. So, um, yeah, I mean, I found out that approach because I got a lot of standard applicants and all those special ones that I've hired. Uh, my, my, I have two freelancers also full time. Uh, I, I, I declined them. I rejected them first. But then he's called Fenil, one of them, Fenil Mahesh. And then they, and then Fenil was like, come on, come on. And I was like, no, 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 we can't do. And then he was like, we got more than 200,000, uh, what's it called, likes or, or, yeah. or thumbs up on, on Behance. And then he sent me a link. And then they've been doing cases for PayPal and Amazon and then Skype and big comp- Gmail, big companies. And then I was like, okay, today I've hired them both full time. And it's just funny because... I said no, and then he was like, "Yes," and I was like, "No," <laughs> like, "Come on now, see what I can do." Uh, so I just, I think that I hire people and I work with people who want to go that extra mile. Mm-hmm. So when I say no, they say yes, and then I say no. But if you can challenge me, if you have a nice case, present it to me. Tell me why I should work with you. If it's a good approach, I will say yes, and then they begin to think about. Hmm, why do you want Casper? And then, and then I say yes. So I love that. Oh, it makes perfect. Like for me, so what to just draw out on and expand on it further, right? It's about persistence. It's about a mindset that you don't have to have a master's degree in marketing. And the reality is that you probably, you don't. And yet you were able to be a success and kind of win the game, if you are to call it that, by just, you know, throwing yourself into it and making sure that, like, you know what, I'll throw it right back to you. I know this answer, but I want to hear from you. Take me through a normal day of your life. Like, when do you get up? When do you go to bed? What does a day look like for you with the way that you actually present yourself? All right, all right. At the winter time, it's super hard to get up in the morning. But my morning routine is that I wake up at at, at 5.30 a.m. I... 
sometimes I drink a cup of coffee. I just read a book called Why Do We Sleep? So I never ever drink coffee again after 9 a.m. But I drink the first cup of coffee, 5.45 or something like that. I hear one to two books through an app called Blinkist. We have a yearly subscription. Uh, mostly, sometimes it's, uh, I, I, I normally hear um, content, podcasts or books regarding marketing and stuff that I can acquire and I can use in my business at the morning and then in the afternoon I hear more like things that I don't have to think about. But I wake up at this 5 a.m., drink a cup of coffee, uh, drink a glass of water, go to a bath and then I walk out in the nature um, for half an hour, maybe one hour. Uh, I hear those books and I go back home. I eat a banana, apple or protein bar um and then i then i sit down in my couch i prepare my day for my to-do list so i have a a to-do list it's called uh, what is my new app called it's called tick tick it's a super nice to do uh, widget i i just changed from wunderlist half a year ago super nice one and then i go in and then i tap the right hand corner from my mobile phone and then it says uh, all my all my things i have to do in in the day and then i set times on it so let's say I have 15 jobs during the day and then I set time like this what I do 8 a.m. 9 a.m. 9.30, 10 a.m. So I plan my day. So my, my head is, is prepared for the day. Um, and also I do always I do the toughest task in the morning and then I do all those things that I don't have to think about in the afternoon. But, but, but yeah, that is pretty much my morning routine. And then I work until... 5, 6 p.m. And then I work with those small stuff. Uh, for example, I just uh, ordered this uh, new iPhone. I ordered in white because that, that was a faster delivery. But such things, uh, I don't want that iPhone because it's really ugly in white. So I want to return it. So that is on my to-do list. But it's on my to-do list in the afternoon because I don't have to... I don't want to use my... my um, my, my really good thinking mind uh, mm -hmm. in the morning I don't want to use that on fucking returning this but in the afternoon I will sit down maybe 7 or 8 p.m. and then I will go through how to uh, how to return and how to order the new one in black or the green which is super cool uh, so such things or, or maybe it can be like ordering uh, I'm going to uh, to the office of Facebook uh, next Tuesday so I have to uh, have to order um, I have to order airplane tickets uh, and that I will do in the afternoon instead of the morning. So morning is like the yeah. important task and stuff like that. And the afternoon is like ordering tickets for flight and stuff. Yeah, those yeah. No, and, and so the interesting thing is then, and I get what you're saying, right? Take that when you're fresh in your mind early on, that's when you deal with all the heavy duty stuff and then you can deal with the, the, the small mm. stuff in the afternoon. So I'm with you. So is this a case that, how big is your team right now? That's my first question. How, how many people is actually on your team officially around you now, including freelancers? Okay, uh, my team is four people. I don't want to actually. Actually, I want to be myself, but I can't because I'm. I can do front-end coding. I learned that myself to do the small basics. Okay. Um, but but I I don't want to be a bigger team. So actually, with three working full time, and then I got that intern who also works in my other companies. Three and a half. And so how ruthless are you as a, as a leader? Do you teach them these things that you do or do you let people around you just make sure that they're efficient in their, their own style? Like you've picked this up over the years. That's it. Fucking amazing question because I've really changed my mind throughout the last two or three years. Uh, three years ago, I would be for people like, that is bad, do this, this, this. 
But then I figure out, okay, how do the and then I, because I've read all those books and also mm-hmm. met my my partner today called Mike. Um, Mike has really teached me a lot of things and uh, really set things in perspective. But uh, from books and from Mike, I've learned how to teach employees or freelancers. The only way you can teach is be very constructive, and then also you don't you don't give jobs to employees. You you um, you either uh, you just move a responsibility for 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 a whole project, and then you say, "All right, I don't. I mean, I don't give a. I, I don't mind if you work twelve hours on this or, or hundreds of hours, but you have the responsibility that we're done in ten days, and you have the responsibility to figure out how to do it." Before this, I was I would do the research on how to do it, and then I would tell even the developer, you have to code it in this way. And then he was like, hmm, okay, I would do that, but that doesn't sound very good. But then I said, I've read that, so that is the right stuff. Today, I'm telling my developer, okay, be honest, when can you be done? And then he's like, okay, I can be done at that date. And then I don't, I don't do then I don't uh, force force yourself on them, right? Exactly. Then I then I'm just I trust in him, and then I say, okay, fine. And then I maybe I, I can challenge him on on the way to to the project ending. But but I'm I'm trusting that he knows the right stuff. Um, so it's a good question. And I before people can be good at their job, I think that they have to they have to learn to fail. So I actually let my employees, I let my freelancers fail because if they do so, they'll figure out, okay, I would never ever fail again. Um, but if you take the hand and you follow them all through the road, then they will never ever be successful. I think they will only be successful if they fail on the road to success. And also uh, they have to get responsibility that they can't handle because that they would learn or they, they will get to know themselves better. And that's, Getting to know yourself better is very, very important. I really work with such stuff a lot myself. Um, I really try to meditate. I, I've, I've, I'm not good at it yet, but I really try because I think that's a super amazing tool if you can do so. Really get to know yourself, yeah. Like I know you've changed from when we started talking. Like I can attest to that, but I can see the, the positive impact on you. So I... Uh, Appreciate you, your honesty in that answer. So if we go back a little bit to when you had all these stores, so how many successful stores, uh, what happened to kind of change your approach to be like, you know what, I don't want to do these online stores anymore. Like what was the changeover for you to go in the direction you are now of consultancy and that? What happened? Okay. It's a simple answer. I, I went to the hospital and I was with, uh, I was laying the two or three days uh, because of stress. Okay. So that was just a simple answer that I couldn't, my, my, my body really said that, Casper, now you fucking got to stop. You can't play elite football, have companies and get top, uh, what is it called in school? Top grades, yeah. Top grades, yeah. And then I stopped at the school and, or, or actually then I just said to myself, okay, uh, there's two, there's two things in this. The first thing, do I want to have 5,000 uh, business to consumer customers each month? Or do I want to have to? I want to have ten business to business customer. Ten is more is easier to handle, and also, I figure out in an early age of sixteen seventy that uh, if you do business to consumer, then you sell a product with tax that the consumer can't uh, lift, so you can't get it back. Yeah, can't. If yeah. you work with business to business, then you're selling with 
you're selling plus or, or with also with the tax, but the company can get the tax back. And in terms of that, I figure out that I could do 20% more because they could get that 20% back. Um, but yeah, I um, I simply just started because it, it was it was a more calm way to do a, a good business instead of with stress with how husbands are. That was not fun, but 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 I learned from it. I got to know myself. I got to learn how how much I can handle. That's a valuable lesson. I know Neil, you kind of you can attest to that as well. As far as getting stressed out in a role, like and we all spend too much time in it. Like how. Um, so for that to happen, so when you say it's an easy answer, I kind of disagree, but respectfully, right? Like how you probably were in this mindset for a long time before you then broke down, as I could hear here. So were you a one-man band trying to do all of this on your own? Or did you have some people to leverage on when you had the stores? Or did you just go balls to the walls until you broke? For like how long before it, you started feeling stressed till you broke down? For people to okay. also understand. I had a partner in uh, I had a partner in two of the shops and another partner in two of the other shops. So we were two people, but we never I we only hired for, for the for the inventory for the stock to people to send the packages because uh, one day I figured out that we got we got five hundred five hundred orders a day and I was sixteen or fifteen years old and I figured out that spending our time on marketing and spending our time on buying items was better than packaging a package because you can't package a package special. I mean, people don't mind if the package is green or blue or if it's just brown. They just want to have it with fast delivery. So I outsourced that and then I got out of my way and then I focused on marketing. Uh, but yeah, back to your question, I think that uh, I figured out that I, that, I, that I didn't want to do this uh, shops uh, and I broke down uh, because I... Uh, I didn't. I didn't want it to hire too many employees. I've never had that. I've never had that mindset of having a big company. Okay. I want to have a company of like five, ten people and doing very well. Uh, and in that way, I don't want it to hire. And because of that, I got into the hospital. So, and how long from from when you, if you are to be honest now, because it's 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 in the in the past, right? Like, how long were you actually in this state of mind of breaking your back and getting so stressed out that you brought? Like, how are we talking months? Was did this happen over a few no, weeks? I think that I think that okay, I ran those shops three years, but I think that the stress time was half a year. So it was half a year. I think around that, yeah. And that's so because it's interesting. The reason I'm asking you about it, right, is a lot of people, and that's why me and Neil also started this here. A lot of people push themselves and stay in things they don't really want to do. And especially for you, so you're kind of this it's a weird situation, right? You you made it, right? You made what a lot of people dream about is just working from home and living their life and doing what they want to do, create a store on Shopify, and off you go to races. But the reality is that if you're a one-man band or two people like yourself, is that success can almost break you as well. Like if you grow too much and you're not able to scale, and this is a valuable lesson I feel like for people is that you got to be careful. You got to figure out how to leverage uh, other people. You got to understand that like this year can come and haunt you and you can actually end up in the hospital, which nobody wants. And then you learn the hard way. But I just feel like it's a valuable lesson to let people know that even guys in your position that were so successful that you had to actually say stop to it. And I think a lot of people just aren't aware of that. And you know that from working with clients and shovels. Is this something you share with them when you work with people now? Or have I kind of... Yeah, I do. I do. Because for me, from my perspective, my business is very personal. So people, they also hire me because they think that my history and they think that the truth of me is very, um, that's very useful. So yeah. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it was super learning lesson for me to, to get into the hospital and yeah, not a fun one, of course, and you you probably do it different no, now. But, but still, I'm super. 
not to to get misunderstood, but it's, I'm super happy that that happened. Yeah. I'm super happy because I really got into the mind. Why again? Why? Why did this happen? Okay, that happened because I worked maybe too much and I didn't work smart. So today I'm I actually think that I work the same amount of hours, but I'm super super structured. I Oh, I've never, ever, 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 ever in the last three years forgot a appointment. I've, I'm my my two favorite tools, they are my to-do list and my calendar. I've never, ever missed one because I'm super structured and I, I mean, that is that is the key for me today. Nice. So I think talking about stress and things, we spoke about what you do during the daytime, but is there a time that you sort of set a limit where you won't work past that time or... Will you work up until you go to sleep kind of thing? Um, that's a good question. All right. So when I was younger, I think that I worked, um, I could work every hour in the in the day, but every single hour. But today it's only, let's say one time a week, I work in the afternoon and the other six days, uh, I try to actually have a weekend. But if I work all seven days, then uh, it's minimum six of the days. I don't work after 6 or 7 p.m. Um, I have a time when I say like, now, now I'll just use 10 minutes, plan my day for tomorrow. And then I will, let's say, I, I never ever see television, but I can go and watch YouTube videos with uh, some people that I like. Let's say, for example, Gary Vaynerchuk, like everybody likes. He's a very nice guy. I also like some other guys, but I think that everybody can recognize Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't feel like that is not working for me, that I'm just like, okay, I would put on my computer, put on my television, go into YouTube, and then I would just play Gary Vaynerchuk, and that would really calm my mind, and then I would be ready to bed. I can see that. And I, I see the Gary B uh, uh, effect in you as well. Like, yeah. definitely the energetic thing, it comes across. So it's good to hear that you know how to tune out now and actually take a, take a step back from this here. What's the uh, which which podcast or which book are you listening to these days? Uh, I just I actually just downloaded a, a new app. That's not not a podcast or book, but uh, I just uh, I just downloaded a new um, a new app called Feedly, and I think that is super smart because from that app I can choose all my sources that I want to hear from uh, in terms of keywords. So if I, if you buy the premium subscription, you can write in like let's say a you have 10 new sites, everybody, every time one of those new sites mention Facebook ads, then you'll get notified. Then you're always up to date. But in terms of podcasts and, uh, and uh, books, I always hear Marketing School. Uh, actually, I don't hear Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast because I think it's super bad. <laughs> I, um, I like Ty Lopez's uh, podcast, okay. even though a lot of people think he's a scammer. He's a really, really clever guy. He learned me a lot of stuff. Um, and then I also hear Grant Cardone's podcast. I yeah. always hear the newest ones. Um, then I also hear is a podcast called Flexible Dieting. That's just a matter of knowing your diet. Uh, yeah. In terms of book, I've just been uh, just read this uh, book called Why Do You Sleep? That was super interesting because um, sleep is so so important, and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs they don't. They just think that, okay, let's just sleep five hours. But that is stupid because uh, sleep is sleep is so, so important. And you really, you really get to know how important it is. Uh, like I said, 
Uh, I was just at a meeting at the client at 10, 10.30 a.m. And I, I said no to coffee. And, and then they were like, why? But then I said, I just read this book and I hope that I can stick with it. But coffee after 9 a.m., that is super bad because you, that, co- that coffee will stay in your body. Um, and I, and I, I, when I found out how important sleep was and how long coffee can stay in your body, then I found out that I should never drink coffee after 9 a.m. <laughs> But yeah, that is one of the books. But I hear one to two books each day in in that Blinkers app. Nice. Like I, the message here is: oh, first of all, you like our previous guest, uh, Abir, who actually has a, he's focused in sleep. So you, I'm, I'm going to throw you that episode once it gets released. So that's funny that you're mentioning cool. that. Uh, he also has a Shopify store, so I could see some crossover there. But it's interesting, like it's health, wealth, and happiness, what you're saying. I know you're, you're, you're a young guy still, but you're on the ball. And this is something I love hearing. Like that, One thing is that, yeah, you can create wealth nowadays. You can get lucky and start up a store like yourself, and you can, have some, you can have a good idea, and you can get successful. But then your health might suffer, and your happiness might actually suffer. So mm-hmm. you're trying. I see now that you're doing like the full circle of this year, that you're starting to understand like sleep, uh, your dieting, and all these. And you, you take your time out now to walk the walks. And I do the same. So I, I, I just want to let you know, I love hearing what you're saying as as a message for people like yes you can become a killer consultant like casper is and you can help other businesses earn millions back and have a massive roi and return on investment but at the end of the day this has to be about the the human aspect of it as well of, of exactly that is super super true and i think that for me health is super super important i found out how how important is healthy food i started really i tracked all my calories for nine for one month and, and like one year and nine months really made me to know get to know diet so today i can i can really eat what i want and still stick with a healthy diet and i also enjoyed time with my family two years ago when i moved to copenhagen which is the capital in denmark i um, i just want to work my ass off but then i found out all right i need to spend time after one year working my ass off almost not seeing my family just working 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 every single day uh, i found out that happiness in terms of enjoying time with family that was so important for my for my work ethic so uh, instead of working 60 hours i wanted to work 50 hours and then i wanted to enjoy those 10 hours with my family uh, i also i i paid with my sisters also i paid a birthday for my mom last summer uh, for 65 people which was super expensive but i i really enjoy giving back to family and i really enjoy that i can spend time with my family, which is super, super happy. Uh, I call my mom and dad almost every day. Mm-hmm. One year ago, I could never—I would never call them. Maybe, maybe one time in a month, and then my mom could call me like, uh, "We haven't talked for a week. How is it going?" But today, I'm calling them every single day because it really gives me energy. Nice. Like I love that. Casper, uh, I know you're a busy guy as well. So here we'll, we'll slowly start to turn down and Neil probably has a question, but I'll steal the first one here and then I'll throw it over to Neil. Is there a question that you never get asked that you want to answer? Fuck that, that's awesome. Um, and this may be from people reaching out to you. It can be whatever. Is there something you feel like here? So if there is a question that I want to answer, which I haven't been asked before. Yeah. Um, and I know it's tough I'm not forcing it's it it's super it. opposite of what you know but that is challenging me I like that but it's that is hard that is hard that is hard um, I think that uh, that I can't answer that is too hard 
Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we've there's been a lot of questions you've answered perfectly, so I'm not judging you on that at all. Um, I, th I think one thing that we haven't asked is if somebody was starting in the business right now, have you got three things that you'd say to them as points of what they should be doing and three things that they should try and avoid? All right, all right. Is it to, in terms of an, an online business? Let, let's say an online business, just yeah. to be specific about it. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, three things that I, that I would recommend and three things that I would never recommend. I would start with the ones that I don't recommend. First of all, I would, uh, I would not recommend, of course, if you have a super small budget, I would not recommend doing all the stuff yourself. You need to hire people. You need to hire the good people. It, it, it might not be the best, but you need to hire people. So that's the first thing, hire, that you should, you should not do things yourself. Uh, the other thing is that you should focus on things making money. So today I have a client, uh, which I'm doing the webshop for. He is uh, he's like, uh, before he makes money, he's like, uh, move that logo three pixels and move that text 10 pixels. But then I'm telling him, all right, I can't do that for sure. But in terms of business, uh, I'm just uh, recommending you to, to start to earn money instead of moving three pixels of a logo that doesn't fucking matter. So not recommending to, to go in those small things. Uh, only make in, don't go to 100% in the start, always go 70%, no, 90%. And then the, la the last thing that I would not recommend is, um, is uh, that you, I would not recommend starting, and that is just on the truth. I think the the time for dropshipping stores is beginning to be over. So I think that you should not think that if you see a, a YouTube video from 2018 of a guy earning millions, don't think you can do that today. That is super hard. So I would not recommend starting a dropshipping store today. So things I would recommend. Okay. If we, uh, if we say uh, uh, one person was about to start a Shopify store, the first thing that I could re would recommend is... Uh, in a little bit in terms of the first thing I didn't recommend is hire somebody to do the webshop, but uh, ask him, that, that one of the things that I would recommend, ask him to, to use a Shopify template, buy that template of $180 because then you, then you have some coding, which has been doing very well. You pay $180 and let's say 2,000 people has bought that, then you buy into a thing of coding really good quality, but only paying $180. So hire a, a expert, but tell him to use a theme, so you you um, uh, you you have smaller expenses for that webshop. But higher one have smaller expenses buying. Uh, you, you don't need to you, you don't need to have a custom webshop. The second the second thing I would recommend is that you 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 understand the marketing. You can hire a consultant for your marketing, but you understand why you're doing so as you do. And this third thing is. Um, focus on profits. Uh, of course, you can go for that unicorn and I should respect that, but um, I would recommend that go for the profits. Uh, don't go for the revenue. Uh, some people might get blind of revenue is so important, but honestly, revenue, fuck that. Profit is, is, is the most important thing. And don't think about that, ooh, I should buy some emails and that would be good in long term. You have to make the profit from yeah, let's say maximum two months. You have to you you you, you can't say that okay, this email that I buy today is good in three years because maybe you, you don't use emails in three years. Maybe you use only messenger marketing in three years. So focus on profits. That my third. That is my third point. 
it's very much in connection with what we've been seeing here. Like, so the first part, I'm just going to summarize what you said, right? And, and, and do it in, in the way that I understood it. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. But basically the mentorship, like understand that almost nobody does anything just off the bat. Nobody starts today with an idea of, I want to become a plumber. And then they're a plumber just by saying it. And they see one video and they start doing it. So get a mentor, whether that's a silent mentor, which, and when I say that, I mean somebody that you're not actually paying, but watching videos, whether that's Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, like start listening and research in context. Like make sure that you're on the same path of the way yeah. you want to end up going. So don't start listening to, to like how to design a website because there's so many things to do on this online business. Like figure your niche, go down that route, leverage the people you know and the likes of yourself, like follow Casper, go in and see what he's done of success criteria. And don't think you can just copy it because if it was that easy, everybody and their mother would just copy what somebody else is doing. There, there's some, there's a lot of hard work behind the successes yeah. that you don't, you don't know about. Um, that's basically like what I got away from it is there. It's like that's true. your that's limitations, true. right? Uh, Neil, I know you like to end on a, a fun question for us to kind of tone it down. What do you got for Casper? Uh, I think... If you're not stuck on a desert island, which country would you like to live in the most? I would, uh, <laughs> I would rather, I would, I would live in, if I can't choose Denmark, because I, I really like Denmark, but if I can't choose Denmark, I would either live in Mabea or, or Dubai. And, and Dubai is not, not because of the money, because, but Dubai is because you can do every single thing in terms, in, in a radius of 20 kilometers. <laughs> You can do. Uh, you're efficient about it. I like that. that is it is Dubai. Yeah. I like it there. Yeah, yeah. that's super amazing. And also, Marbella is also super cool. So one of those places. Wait, Marbella, Spain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I just want to make sure. All right, Casper. Is there? A, what do you got coming up? Like, you get the last minute here. It's yours. As far as if you have something you want to promote. If not, I'll let people know. We'll put the links in the description as where you can reach out to Casper, his company. Uh, although he has mentioned several times that it's like you got to come prepared if you actually want to work with him. And uh, he is not taking on more clients, but I will still link it on it, social media and so forth. But uh, what do you have coming up right, that you want to finish off promoting here? Um, I don't want to pr promote anything, but okay. uh, but uh, yeah. So um, we have a boot camp coming up in Mabea in, in, the, in the start of February, but, 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 uh, but that is in Danish. So... So I can't promote that. And we yeah. don't need to promote it. I think we will sell this tickets. All right. Well, this has been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. I really enjoyed this. Uh, do you have any questions for us on the on the last bit here? If not, then I'll uh, I'll end it on that. Everything is good. Everything is good. I just, uh, I really look forward to hear the, the podcast. <laughs> awesome. You'll get it right away. Casper, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. And that's it. All right, guys.